Alright, culture crew, we want to hear from you. Um, Kevin, are we locked into culture crew? It kind of sounds like an 80s cover band, which would actually be kind of awesome. Can you just read your part? I'll just ad lib. Okay. In honor of the value of respect, we want to showcase the importance of active listening by hearing from you. That's right, just... No, no, no voice. Just give them the details. All right, fine. I love the big voice. but All right, so do you have questions about the show, about culture in general? Do you have a culture story you'd like to share? Why don't you send it? Getting an unfiltered take on your burning culture quandaries, questions, and queries is easy. Write us a message, or better yet, bust out that overused headset and record it. Then send those audio files or emails to cultureunfiltered at paychecks.com. And you could be featured on an upcoming episode. So be our guest. Send your thoughts and questions to cultureunfiltered at paychecks.com. And be sure you're following along hashtag paychecksproud on social to get the inside scoop on everything that's going on inside Paychecks. Now, Debs, about that 80s cover band. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, We are joined today. I'm very excited for this conversation, Kevin. We are joined today by George Rivera. Um, He is the director of sales of Paychex One, uh, based out of uh, Boston. And I am excited for him to be here. So George, say hello to everybody. Well, hello, everyone. It's so good to be here. We're excited to have you. And go Red Sox, of course. I'm sure Deborah loves hearing that. Terrible. (laughs) As a lifetime Yankees fan, I I only live here. (laughs) (laughs) It's our year. That's it. That's it. We're bringing it back right now. How did did I know that that was going to happen? I somehow (laughs) knew that that was going to happen. Because I told you George has good taste. I don't bring people on the show (laughs) willy-nilly, Kevin. Uh, I agree to disagree, but yes, so glad to have you, George. We're we're very excited to talk to you. Yankees stuff aside. Yes. uh, Yes. So, George. George, we we invited you on. So this month, our values topic is respect. And so we brought you on specifically to talk about, you know, how that shows up for you, why respect is important. uh, And we'll dig into the sales organization and, and how it shows up, you know, throughout different sales interactions. But I wanted to start things off. This episode is going live right in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month, which runs from September 15th to October 15th. And I would love to first just start, you know, if anyone listening is following you on LinkedIn, if they're not, we recommend you do so. George posts a ton of great content. Um, but you're all a lot of time you're talking about your upbringing, the, the different values that were instilled in you by your father and your family and your, um, you know, your Hispanic heritage. So I'd love to first just kind of get the George Rivera origin story, how, you know, who you were, your upbringing created the person that you are today and the leader that you are today? Yeah. So thank you for the question. So I, uh, I'm i the proud son of a uh, Puerto Rican father and a Mexican mother. My, my grandfather uh, immigrated here from, from Puerto Rico uh, in the early 1900s, worked as a cook in a hotel in New York City uh, for a dollar a day, as the story goes, before joining the army and fighting in World War II. And then my, my father uh, joined the Air Force when he got of age and eventually found his way to Albuquerque, New Mexico at, at Kirtland Air Force Base. Uh, and Albuquerque is where, where I was born and raised. It's been uh, an incredible 
honor to be raised by um, by two proud uh, Hispanic parents. Uh, it's been part of uh, of my life uh, and, and shaped my life in a lot of ways uh, throughout it. Uh, my father and, and mother, uh, they opened a small business. My, my dad actually uh, had it first, but uh, when they got married, they, they joined together and, and ran this business, a small pest control business in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so um, I, I often remember growing up, uh, I was making telemarketing calls when I was, uh, I don't know, seven or eight years old. Uh, booking appointments for for my mom and dad to to go spray. We would call the customers, and so um, growing up in a small business uh, household. For for any of you who who know that life, you know everyone's everyone's an employee, and you're all hands on. on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And so that was that was my upbringing. Um, we didn't have much. I didn't really realize it at the time, but but we didn't we didn't have much growing up. But what we had was uh, was a lot of work ethic. Uh, and, and we knew a lot of people and the, the community was, was, was pretty special. And so, um, that small business that my parents ran really shaped who I am, I think in a, in a big way, um, because it, it gave me the foundation of who I am as far as work ethic goes, as far as, um, you, you know, the, the business mind and really the support for America's small business. I mean, paychecks was such a natural fit for me when I was, uh, able to, to join up here 10 years ago, because I got to support America's small business owners, which I know from experience is the hardest working human in this country. America's small business owners never get to turn it off. And they really don't have a lot of support. I mean, for us and our family in the pest control business, it was it was just us most of the time. Um, and so Paychex gives that opportunity to, to help small business owners succeed. And so it was just such a natural fit for me to, to find my way into a company like this uh, where we can help more and more uh, small business owners grow. Sure. So you, you kind of touched on this a little bit there, but. I, um, you know, as, as Deborah mentioned at the, the kickoff of the show, we're talking about respect today. So can you talk a little bit about how that played into your upbringing? And I guess also how you now utilize that aspect of culture and in kind of coaching all of your other sales reps? Sure. Um, you know, respect is, is incredibly important. I think uh, in Hispanic culture, uh, since we're, we're on that theme as well, uh, there's an there's an extra emphasis on on respect. I think um, as a as a fairly prideful people, uh, we we look for respect and we deliver respect to people in our lives. And and you know whether it's for uh, elderly parents or, or grandparents and the way we treat them, or or it's just the, our our interactions with other people that we um, live and work with. That's uh, that's something that's pretty foundational to us. I think as far as how it helps shape our the people that I work with every day. I think paychecks in general, and, and I'll say specifically my group, you know, I'm very proud of the culture of respect we have for one another. The idea that, um, that by supporting each other and, and, and loving on each other for, for their skill sets, um, we find that ideas and thoughts and, and, um, and concepts can grow and it, and it allows a infrastructure for innovation and for the other things. I feel like respect is a precursor um, for a good working environment, for an innovative working environment, for a group that enjoys working together. Um, and so I, I think Paychex does a really good job of, of mastering that respect value. Yeah, that, that's, I think, a really good a call out because, you know, we talk about as sort of a, an undercurrent of respect, we talk about, you know, being here now as being Absolutely. one of the, the cornerstones for that. So talk about um, the concept of being here now, of, of showing up, of presence and again, you know how that book ended, both in your your upbringing and your personal life, um, and and to now how you manage your team. So the concept to be here now for those who maybe aren't familiar with the concept is is simply being present. Um, 
is in whatever it is you're doing, especially with with other people, uh, meetings or calls or, or just interactions, that you're present in that moment and that you're not distracted by all the other things. Without question, the hardest thing to accomplish now in this work from home environment, right? Yep. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so that's the concept. And so it, it's to us, it's extremely important. And um, and I think there's some uh, some thinking that needs to go into be here now when you're scheduling a meeting or when you're creating a forum for discussion to to build the parameters around it. There's almost a, a moat you have to build around your meetings in order to to allow people that freedom to be here now. Uh, knowing that there's so many competing interests and, and ideas and thoughts that are going on outside of the walls of your meeting. And so um, to me, it's it's about creating a forum in which people can be here now. And then to answer your part about how that's been part of, of my upbringing, um, I mean, look, family and, and quality value time has has always been part of, of the Rivera household. Um, it's, it's who we are. You know, I, I think about my dad, even though he was an incredibly hardworking small business owner who was always very busy. I can't remember a single baseball game that he didn't attend. Mm -hmm. And and that's not the case for every small business owner. I, I remind our sales reps of that all the time, that, that a small business owner sacrifices a lot. And that sacrifice is usually found within their family. But for my dad and, and, and for my mother, for that matter, uh, I was super blessed that they always found time for, for me in their, uh, in, in their lives with their busy work schedules. And so the idea of being here now and that quality time and you know, if you think of the the five love languages and and that quality time factor um, is has always been very important to me, and and hopefully we show that with the people that we work with every day and give them the quality time that they deserve. Yeah, I think that's a really great um, call out, and I, I was actually going to ask you that because I think you know we hear about we t sometimes when we talk about be here now, there's there's a tendency to skew it specifically towards being present for work responsibilities. But I think right, to your point, right. it's just as important to allow our peers, allow our teams, um, the people who we manage to to show up in the other places that they need to be present and unplug from work and, you know, show up to the baseball game and show up to the school play and, you know, those things. Um, so, so talk a little bit about how that has influenced or impacted the success of your team. So the ability for them to, you know, for lack of a better word, sort of compartmentalize the things that they need to accomplish. How has that led to a, a successful team? I think maybe people think, well, you need to be focused all in all the time on work, but it sounds like maybe that's not the recipe for success on your team. Yeah. And I want to, I want to acknowledge that, but first let me go back and address one other thing. I, I you mentioned, you know, how applicable these ideas are in, in people's personal lives. And I just want to say for a second, like, that's what's great about Paychecks is guiding principles. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've met with a lot of businesses. I, I know a lot of people who work at organizations and oftentimes guiding principles are, are solid and they sometimes can be similar. But what's great about the Paychecks principles to me and, and really the idea of leadership at Paychecks is it's, it's almost like work is practice for real life. Yeah. And that and that the, the values and the ideas and the things that, you know, those tough conversations or or the things that you have to practice and get better at through work um, allows you to be ready when the big stuff happens in life, whether it is a concept of being here now and, and a tough decision about, you know, attending a ball game or a, or a play or a recital, or it's a tough conversation that you need to have with your with with your child or a loved one. Uh, about, you know, a destructive thing that they're doing. And, and it's like you get so much practice leading people and helping them shape their career um, that the, the 
foundation is there when you need to have those same conversations in real life. And to me, that's what's really special about our values. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like I have that discussion at least five or six times a day with my kids, whether it's destructive, which it often is, or not. I'm um, always like telling them to like be here now and say, hey, you need to give Nana that respect when she asks you to do something, even if it's interrupting like a Beyblade battle or something like that. So, so George, you mentioned earlier how your team does a really good job of kind of feeding off each other. Can you talk a little bit about how that has changed through all the trials and tribulations during the pandemic? Certainly. Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, it was obviously, I, I think, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has been uh, trying for every single person and people have different sure. family responsibilities and personal responsibilities. And we all have our own story and we'll tell this story in 10 or 20 years to our our children or grandchildren and, and explain yeah. to them how we survived the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. <laughs> um, and, and I might and, be you on my last roll by then. So that'll be, it'll <laughs> be a good timing. Good time. And yeah. And, and so, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it affected people in a ton of different ways. And so I'm, 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 I'm hyper, um, cognizant of, of what it means to different people and, and how they survive that. But for me, my story, uh, and for the rest of my leadership team was a little interesting because on March 13th, uh, which is uh, the day that we'll live in infamy, the the kind of the start of the shutdown in the United States. Uh, I actually was on a flight out to Albuquerque, New Mexico, because my father had had fallen pretty ill. Uh, he had been in the hospital for for a day and a half at that point. Um, he has oh. uh, suffered from from a few uh, different things that that they're trying to work on. He's seventy nine years old, so um, some some health things happen as as you age, certainly, and. Um, so anyway, so nothing related to COVID, but I end up in Albuquerque and then the world shuts down while I'm there. Hmm. And uh, wow. I end up, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And so I ended up staying there uh, for about eight weeks was my time in Albuquerque. And so here I am in Albuquerque, uh, my dad in and out of the hospital that uh, throughout that whole time, uh, at the same time, trying to run a business back on the East Coast um, with a incredibly talented group of sales professionals and sales leaders um, that, you know, are dealing with this crazy crisis in their own right. And so, so luckily for my team, we, uh, we were already a pretty tight knit group. We had been working together for a long time. Um, and so there was a level of trust, uh, amongst each other, which I think is a, a huge first step, uh, for dealing with any sort of crisis is, is trust. I think the second key step is communication. And so, um, you know, I felt extremely guilty just being so far away from my team. Like, I, you know, we're all in this together, but I'm out in New Mexico. I'm two hours uh, time difference. And so uh, I wanted my team to know that I was still with them um, and that I, I cared about their success and I, I wasn't disappearing because, you know, to me, that's an important part of leadership, right? Like paychecks was fine with me taking as much time as I needed, but, you know, my dad was, you know, okay at some times. And so mm -hmm. I, I needed to get back to work and I needed the, something to, to work on. And so um, one of the things that we came up with as a group in order to expand communication to a better level uh, was something that we call the fireside chats. And so what we started doing uh, is once a week, I would host uh, effectively a, I guess, a WebEx meeting, but it, it wasn't your typical sales meeting. Um, I would bring on a guest. Um, and so I, I had this idea. I started doing research, I guess, when it, when it all started. And I'm like, how do we stay communicative? In the middle of a crisis, what's some examples of that? And and I was reminded of of uh, eighth grade social studies yeah. and uh, and and FDR, FDR. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and FDR and his fireside chats and the idea that he wanted to feel 
he wanted Americans to feel like he was showing up in their living room every single week. Yeah. Um, and so I resolved to do the same thing. And, and with the leadership team, we put together uh, a lot of really good stuff. Our very first one, I, I interviewed a friend of mine that that um, was in the midst of recovering from COVID. She still had a pretty bad cough, but but she was on the on the mend. And and I thought the idea of putting somebody like that in front of my group and knowing like even though it's scary, there's we're gonna get through this. Like yeah. we we will overcome. This isn't the first crisis that's happened. It certainly won't be the last, but we'll work through it. And um, we had executives, we had guest speakers, we just had a lot of people that could communicate with the team, put them in a, in a better place, help them to, to gain the tools or the talk tracks, or even just the, the confidence to, to go help our small business owners in the middle of this time, at the same time, staying very relevant in their lives and very communicative. And, and everyone could feel like we were in this together. Great. Yeah. Great. I think you can't underestimate awesome. how far reassurance from a leader plays into this whole thing. You know, I think you don't necessarily know that you don't have it until it's gone or you're not getting what you need. But then when it comes in and you have those fireside chats or you have that daily check-in where, you know, we're all in it together and here's how we're taking control of things or here's here's how we're steering the ship. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's reassuring. It keeps people focused. It allows them, you know, it kind of takes one anxiety off their plate that someone's in control or, you know, working to figure it out. And, you know, I don't know that I could define respect in, in much better of a way than just to appreciate what, what, how you need to show up for someone, how you need to be there for someone, um, you know, in a situation like that. So I, um, you know, I think that, that that's a, a great tie in. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, Deborah. And I think, I think that's a really nice, uh, nice place to, to kind of end up here with respect. So, yeah, for sure. So, you know, one one other thing I wanted to to kind of mention, you know, for us, uh, for us paychecksers, be considerate is kind of that guiding principle, that overarching B statement for respect. Mm-hmm. So um, I would ask both of you Yankee fans to be considerate <laughs> of this poor defenseless uh, Red Sox fan yeah. as we as we continue these next three years uh, in rebuilding. And I'll, I'll, I will respectfully ignore any of the Yankee success that you guys have with your amazing team over the next few years. Just as long as you spell respect with a two for Derek Jeter on his, yeah. uh, his uh, Hall of Fame year, baby. Hall of Famer. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, on that note, I, I think uh, the best thing to do is just to say thank you to George. Thank you for joining yes, us. Yes, I, uh, I agree, Kevin. And George, what are your uh, closing thoughts here? And, and I echo Kevin in thanking you for joining us for sure. Yeah. Well, hey guys, I got to tell you how much fun this was for me. I've absolutely loved uh, chatting with you and, uh, and the value of respect at Paychex is, is something that uh, I feel really honored that is, is part of how we live here. Like how cool is it that we get to work for an organization uh, that lives guiding values and principles and, and, and that's how we operate every day. And so um, this has been awesome and uh, I just really look forward to uh, maybe doing it again sometime. We appreciate it, George, and thank you for living the value of respect and and having such great insights to share. We really appreciate it. Thank you to all of our listeners out there as well. This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2020. All rights reserved.